Woke up this morning into my car to start my day. First stop is my buyer, who six months ago walked away. When I arrived, he treats me like a commodity. Give me a speck on his inner connect, he wants price and delivery. And if we're over $20, he tells me this business we're gonna lose. He's got a singing that old, don't know value. Welcome, everybody, to the Value Clarity Podcast, where we talk all things customer perceived value, how to sell it, price it, market it, and, and everything in between. Today, I am really thrilled to have a guest, Valerie Bertrand, who, who is the founder and uh, executive at True Wealth Consulting. Uh, Valerie, welcome. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. It's nice to be here. And I wanted Valerie here today. Valerie, I wanted you here today because you do you do things right. You do things. I mean, you've been doing them before. I wrote my book, so I can't claim that you, you know you're following what I taught. But we're kindred spirits in the approach. And I wanted to kind of go through bit by bit what your business and what your service is, and then kind of tell people contextually and to see if people can start modeling what they're doing for their own business, uh, as well as just to uh, introduce you because uh, just about everybody who's listening to this can probably um, stand to be, have a conversation with you. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're always looking to do life better in whatever yeah. facet, yeah. if it's relationship, business, family, raising our children. We want to maximize our potential and experience that victory that we somehow organized ourselves in a way where we had success and success to everybody is slightly different. Yeah. So broadly speaking, um, true wealth consulting, it's almost cheapens it to say that you help consult people in their wealth, but tell people more about your approach and, and from the get go, it's different, even though it's kind of in the, it operates in that, kind of operates in well it does okay so there's a two-part method so wealth in the concept of money is one thing we have a medium to buy whatever we need but true wealth is a concept of having whatever you need in whatever moment you're experiencing that lack within so true wealth is is a broader definition of wealth and so your clients when you engage them your approach isn't you know i've you know i'm have uh gone through a whole bunch of investment advisors in my life and they tell you they're going to have a holistic approach but it's holistic in that they only want to look at the statements of all my different investments and bank accounts and and the financial assets and they want to be holistic within the bounds of something that has numbers and you know is printed on a monthly statement and you go way beyond that. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I go into the, the holistic standpoint is the totality of self. And the totality comes from, you know, the whole evolution of, of the, the individual that I'm working with. It may be a company or maybe the individual themselves, but there's, there's specific needs and development and personality. All these factors go into a specific desire. I, you know, it's, it, and this, 
to our listeners, if this sounds woo-woo, I want you to stop and think that what do you have money for? What does it do? And you're required when you engage with the average investment advisors to figure that out for yourself. And Valerie, you kind of want to really integrate into what that cus- that customer's connection and help make sure that um, the customer doesn't have to figure out the fit for themselves and doesn't feel that uncomfortable. This portfolio doesn't quite feel right feeling. Well, here's what's exciting to me is that Anyone can experience true wealth with where they are right now. It doesn't, it does, it's not dependent upon how much money they have. So what's exciting to me is when we can begin to open up the pathways in the brain that create that sensation of opulence, of plenty, of um, satisfaction. Because in a, in, a, in a mind, the way the mind works is it's, it's basically like a computer. And when there's open circuitry, then there's flow. And when it's closed, then you can't open up those parts of the mind. So I like to work with people based on, you know, what is your desire? That was how I, like 20 plus years ago, when I was a young girl, uh, like young 20s, I, um, I was coined like the manifestation coach. And I don't know really quite how I, I've, I evolved into this type of work, except for to say, this was just me as a little girl. I was always intrigued by people's needs. And maybe it's because, you know, when you meet a need, you actually create a very valuable connection. And so in, in sales, like you do with your expertise, when you can really nail that need without them even understanding what their need was, but you delivered, there is this, this satisfaction that comes from not only delivering, but the gift that then evolves from having met that need. You know, and, and so my work is just basically defining that and putting those experiences into words so that they're more easily defined so that they can be more easily accomplished. And I have all different formulas. I have a little um, method call, called finding your true wealth inner formula. And that's based on, you know, what your upbringing was, um, your beliefs and attitudes around money, your first financial experience that had impact, whether positive or negative, and your total experiences today. So that's my holistic view of, of evaluating someone's true wealth, is how satisfied are you in all these different facets, and which one is the most important to you today, and which one do you want to work on together as you being my client? Yeah. So when you're dealing with wealth, that's a, it's a really personal thing. When some of my clients are selling B2B widgets or services, um, that sounds like it's a little far out, but I will tell any of my listeners that that personal connection and meeting those personal needs are why people buy. You can sell a business case all you want and that's what people buy and that's what people propose to their boss when they're taking your proposal forward. But why they buy is some combination of it's making my life easier. It's making, it's improving my image with the boss. It's um, giving me job security or, or some deeply personal need and elite sellers in the B2B side have always known that. And I'm so impressed that in the very uh, cut and dried numbers driven world of 
you know, at Wealth Advisory, you've reconnected those two things in a way that not many advisors do. Probably. Yeah, I think it's a little bit different. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> um, and, and you 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 talk about um really my my work has very little to do with the numbers and I and uh, that's partially because people who struggle with money, there's a lot of shame. Um even people who have a lot uh, plenty of money and their numbers look fine. There's a lot of shame and guilt around money. And so what I want to do is I want to take that away so we can just strip it down to what it really is. What's meaningful to you? What's your life purpose? Where do you want to go? What kind of resources do you need to pull in in order to make this happen? The first thing people always think is they need money. Money is the most uncreative way of thinking about need fulfillment. In fact, I think it'd be interesting to do a challenge if, if everybody had their money removed, how resourceful they could then be, because that's my true definition of someone who's wealthy, is someone who can be stripped of everything and rebuild using their ingenuity, their, their physical vitality, and their leverage with relationships in a meaningful and harmonious way. You know, um, I hate to say it, but right now in the midst of COVID-19 pandemic lockdown, pandemic pandemonium, as it were, um, people are going to have to master those skills. People are going to have to figure out what is it I'm really, that really makes me happy and how can I get there in a creative, resourceful way uh, because jobs and money may be more scarce. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot that hides out in money and in relationships and in, in addictions. Um, we can avoid a lot of our feelings. And so one of the things that I try to strive to do with my clients when they come to see me on more of a, um, an emotional healing level with their finances, because it's not always business development. Sometimes it's, I have a financial block and this is what reoccurs for me is that we want to find what those emotions are that are locked away. Oftentimes money can become this mental fixation and we blame everything on money. Like if I just had more money or if only this, or if this person had just paid me, or if I hadn't been you know, caught up in that lawsuit. And so it doesn't allow us to live life fully. So this, the perfect state of mind is an open mind that can take in an idea that can see life, that can understand what it's interpreting and then be able to act and respond accordingly in order to produce a desired Results. And so a closed mind will not see opportunities. A closed mind will harbor emotional resentments and it will have a harder time creating and building. But that being said, a refined mind can also appear closed because, as we know, very wealthy people, um, it's reported that they will only make certain decisions because they found a groove and that works for them. So we have to kind of be careful not to go into judgment as to saying what's open and what's not. But the bottom line is we want an open flowing mind so that creativity can occur so people can meet their needs. And that might be you know, job inspiration. You, know, you can be at a job and say, you know, I don't like this. I'm I'm in an unpleasant state of being when I'm in this job. I don't care for the people who I work around. I don't care for the tasks. I don't want to be doing this. And when you have an open mind that gives you, you permission to act and move and say, okay, well, what else would I like to be doing? Okay, well, that's fun, but how, do I, how am I going to pay my bills? A, a free and open mind will start 
giving solutions to those complaints. And a yeah. closed mind won't. And so people will stay in these states of, of lack and poverty, and they may have plenty of money, but their physical vitality is suffering because they're not in alignment with what they need to be doing. So again, true wealth is looking at it from every facet. Yeah, and you on your on your um, LinkedIn page on your website, you used the, the phrase the psychology of money, but it sounds more like you're talking about the psychology of wealth or the psychology of abundance. Well, there's a, there's psychology of anything. So psychology is basically understanding the mind. So yeah. we have a mindset around money, and then we have a mindset around wealth, and there's all these facets yeah. to that. Yeah. So within the context of, of what I work you know, with my clients in my book, what you have done is take a mundane, um, somewhat unpleasant business of uh, managing your money and disclosing that, and rather than making it comfortable, you want to get people comfortable by going deeper into the details of the need behind the need because money is never its own goal for most people, at least, I guess. Uh, money is there to accomplish something, to help open up options for some people, to, to give security for other people. And your, your business model is set up around not managing numbers, but managing to the customer's outcomes and understanding the customer's outcomes, which is uh, much more important than understanding um, numbers on a piece of paper. Well, only on an emotional level is it more important, just because I like the emotional facet of life. Um, when your bills are due, those figures on the paper, those are pretty important. Yeah, <laughs> so fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. All is important, and the more balanced we can be in, in, um, in how we evaluate that, you know, not to diminish any of the emotional aspect, because that oftentimes happens, but we can give into it too much as well. So again, the, the, the whole objective is to be as balanced and as whole and as peaceful and trusting as we can be. I have a book that I wrote. I have several books and I don't release all of them. Some of them are out and I will eventually when it, when the time's right. But I have a book called, um, it's about the eight different positions of the mind. And when you hold these eight different states, that's where you can experience that, that state of total opulence. And it's being aware that you're capable, that you're wanted, that it's possible and go, and so forth. So that's what I try to do in my life. And when I live my life, it's very different than a lot of the other people. And I'm not saying I have the same results, but I have pretty good results with the things that I do. And I, I hold firm to the things that I say, because I've learned in life that whatever advice you give, it'll come back and be tested. And there's only one thing that I've ever found to not be true that I used to teach. And that is that money is very easy to come by because it's not. In this day and age, as everybody is trying to build their wealth, there is a mentality right now that we're, we're working against, which is everybody wants to be a millionaire. Everyone's hoarding, everyone's trying to save. And in that state of mind, it's made it very hard for the fluidity to occur to meet different needs. And so 
my message is just to you know recognize need and to alleviate that that global tension and i don't even say global but more like within within your community when you see something that um that is lacking if there's some way that you can give some facet doesn't have to even be money yeah that's what makes everyone thrive yeah so so looking at not i i i guess you're right i shouldn't have said the numbers are unimportant but looking at the whole is much more important than looking at any of the parts in isolation yeah like not getting too attached to one particular thing like if i'm if i'm a mom and which i am and i say okay i must always have x amount of dollars in my bank account but clearly i have a child who has a, a need that must be fulfilled and if if i have that rigid mentality that i can't let my bank account go below that figure which decision am I going to make? Am I going to meet my child's need or am I going to meet the need of my own comfort that I have to have that X amount of dollars? So I'm a big proponent of assessing the needs and letting it flow where it needs to, where it needs to go. So yeah. this becomes tricky when you have like a bunch of codependent users around you, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to change your environment. <laughs> Fair enough. So... <laughs> Note to that sell. That happens. Okay, so like yeah, in business no. development here, here in um, Phoenix, we have one of the the highest uh, highest uh, numbers of business startups, and everybody will tell you, "Oh, my idea is so good. It's so good. If you just invest all your time, you'll get paid on the back end." Well, you do the figures, and and that's kind of what I'm talking about. So. There's something about fair and balanced exchange that I think is a really important thing to talk about when we're talking about true wealth. And that is that our body will always tell us when we're overgiving. Our bodies will always tell us when we're overgiving. And our bodies will also tell us when we need to give. And if we don't listen to that, then we throw that balance off because it's really this ebb and flow of life. And I know, Mark, I'm sure, I'm curious if you've had that experience where you can sense in your body that it's okay to spend, even though it doesn't, it doesn't maybe make sense why. You're just feeling like you need to spend. And it's, a, it's coming from a balanced state of mind, not a need, like you're trying to fill up with buying stuff. Yeah. But you can just feel it. And then you can also sense when it's time not to, like, I can't explain why, but it's not a buying time for me. Yeah, you know? I, um, I'm lucky enough to live in a financial state where I could buy just just about anything I want at any mm -hmm. given time, uh, but I don't because you're right. There's there's a feeling right now it's not right, or there's a feeling even though um, right now. In, in my business, there's a couple of important clients that have said, let's hold off for a month or two until you know the COVID thing uh, slows down, but that hasn't slowed down my investment. That's okay. And I'm lucky that I can afford that, but um, very important to, I, I think you're right, having an understanding of what the exchange of value is. And there are, you know, there are some startups that have said, you know, invest your time in me and not only that, but invest in my company um, and it will pay you on the back end. Um, it's kind of like, feels like kind of buying a client. 
and buying the privilege to get my money back. And um, exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, you know, I think you're you're absolutely right. But I I really uh, appreciate the fact that you're trying to help your clients form a thought process around the whole of their their whole wealth, not just their financial wealth. Right. And um, so tell me how you uh, uh, find new clients. I'm, I'm interested in how those initial conversations with somebody, well, first of all, where you find those initial conversations, but what an initial conversation looks like or sounds or feels well, like. Well, yeah. So an, an initial conversation when someone actually hires me to you know, evaluate their wealth, um, I, it always starts with an intake. And in yeah. that intake, I want to assess like what is working for them and what's not working for them and what are some reoccurring patterns that they notice and why they're really there. What Maybe it's um, an unresolved issue with a parent regarding money, or maybe it has nothing to do with their money. Their money is fine, but they're very unfulfilled. So I want to find out what's going on with them. I want the full picture. And then from there, we start to unravel like the, the general state that they're in. And from that, that state, that determines the work that we're going to do. So that's kind of where the magic starts to happen. There's a lot of different things that I can do and work with. So sometimes it's, um, sometimes they need more courage and they need support. And other times it's to unravel a, a stuck emotion and that's something that they're not seeing. So because in our society, people are not very honest about money, it's one of the hardest issues to work through because we have to have honesty in our relationships in order to even see what we're looking at. So a lot of times people will have the same feeling in them since they were five years old. And so that's the whole purpose and premise for the work is to create that fluidity within the self so that they can feel abundant, so they can see the results they want to have happen. Cool. Um, so, so your question was, how do I obtain these clients? So yeah. I, I do a lot of different work. Um, I do the business development side, and then I can also do the more emotional healing side. That emotional healing side is not what I focus on so much. So the business side, it, it kind of comes across as when people retain my services for business consulting, and it's more subtle. It's not as direct. We're not looking specifically at it with a microscope saying, okay, what's going on here? But the, um, how I get my clients for business consulting is I'll hear of an idea and I think I want to pursue that. I want to be a part of it. And I pitch it, send a proposal over and they either accept or say maybe later. Okay. Now I see that you work with because, and I think it's probably because of this um, more holistic approach you take. Uh, you you work with it says you work with wealth advisors litigation part uh, the parties to a litigation uh, companies families as well as just you know the the normal individuals and couples. Yeah, so in conflict, people have a hard time really honing in on what their complaint is on an emotional level. So every conflict has an emotional root, and if they're not well versed at communicating in that language, which I find taxation to be one of the best languages to describe emotion. Um, then they need some facilitation. So I like being the facilitator so people can be heard rather than just complain. 
And so you, you, do you get referrals from wealth advisors and from, from uh, litigators who are? I have, I have in the past. Yes. I, um, especially in situations with um, inheritance, family inheritance, it's a big one. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually know a friend who's going through something like that right now. Yeah. And so Uh, there's actually a lot you can do. I mean, it's, it's really um, money can be used as a weapon. (laughs) One of the most insulting things, you can say to someone is you're not worth anything and so people have to resolve that especially if it's a spouse that's married to someone who's now deceased and then there's the siblings um so there's a lot there we want to live with as much peace as we can so what's happening is you're helping people understand a completely different set of outcomes than than the outcomes that they thought that they were going to retain uh, a financial advisor or or even a a counselor. Um, Mm -hmm. And because you offer a richer, deeper, more um, nuanced set of outcomes, it feels like I, you know, I've, I've never met anybody who offers anything like what you have. So you've got a highly differentiated, um, oh, and it's hard to sell, right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it, it, <laughs> and, it's really like people can either sense they want it and they don't even know what they want or it just goes over their head. <laughs> yeah. And so um, articulating those outcomes, when, when people get the outcomes, I imagine that you have a much better um, acceptance well, of your proposal. The, out, the outcome is true wealth. You're going to experience yeah. true wealth. Wealth. You can come to me. You can hire me for anything. You don't even know what you're yeah. hiring me for. The yeah. outcome will be true wealth. I can guarantee you that. I can solve literally any problem. But people don't know what their problem is yet, and so that's uh, and that's it, sometimes a problem. Yeah, <laughs> but they will. <laughs> yeah. They will know. So there's. Um, I used to say that I can I can identify your financial problem within two sessions, and usually within the first. And some some take me a little bit longer. Like I. Um, I go into some companies and I can't quite understand the financial dynamic that's that's happening because the, like a business owner will tell me, this is how I'm feeling at work. This is what I want. I don't know what to do. And then th- some of those can take me a little bit longer because you're dealing with group dynamics then. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I can literally solve any problem. That's pretty cool. Very interesting. Um, Valerie, why don't you tell people how they can get a hold of you uh, to to have maybe that initial discussion to to Absolutely. learn a little bit more? Yeah, I would love to work with any of your guests. Um, my my email or my website is valeriebertrand.com. and um, email is a good way to reach me. My information is on the website at valeriebertrand.com. and then also by phone. I believe my phone is listed there too. Great. Um, Valerie, this has really been great. I, I think that um, if, if my listeners can see how much different uh, a business can be, you know, there's, there's a million financial advisors out there, probably literally a million of them. And I have not seen somebody that has that offers the outcomes or the service that you do. And in spite of the fact that there's some really bright, creative people in that business, you've created something that gives you joy to provide, but provides a really differentiated service for enough clients that keep you 
busy and paid and, and living your abundant life. Absolutely. So that's, that's really great. Um, and I love, uh, you know, I really love hearing more about what, what you do. So thank you very much for that. Um, thank you so much for having me be a guest on your show today, Mark. I really appreciate it. And well, I want to talk about your book next time we, we visit. You're, you have a great book. Yeah, next time we will do that. So Valerie, thanks for joining us on the Value Clarity Podcast. And we've been talking about how the desirability of those outcomes only have value inside the customer's mind. And for that reason, I think that anybody listening, your commercial success, your success in life, sits all in your customer's head. Thank you very much, and I appreciate you joining us on the Value Clarity Podcast. Have a great day. Well, it ain't easy, because value's in your buyer's brain. If you're selling on only your features, you're going to drive both of you insane. And if you ignore your customers' outcomes, you're bound to be paying your dues, because you'll be singing those old, don't know value blue. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.